0: How have you guys been doing? Are you seeking God routinely daily? No, maybe, yes, so a lot of a lot of in betweens, so what we're praying, you know, I continually to pray that your heart has such a great desire for the Lord that it right behind it flows the discipline to sit before him because it's not easy. We all know we're tired, we're busy, the kids. And, etc., but He has to be our priority. Because whatever is our priority, we'll find time to do. So that's why we're going through this, because this is the foundation of the Christian walk. It's getting before Christ every day. And seeking Him, as we said before, in review, um, you know, why we seek Him. Any thoughts on that? You guys remember why... There's many, there's probably millions of reasons, but what do we break it down into why we seek Him? Just a couple. Obedience. Obedience, right. So when we don't seek Him, when we're going, well, maybe I do sometimes, if we really boil it down, there's a little bit of disobedience, isn't there, in our heart if we don't seek Him when we're commanded to? What else? We need Him. Right. When we realize our frailties and his power, and his love for us. He wants to reach out and help us. Um, You don't have because you don't ask, Rick said. That's what the scriptures tell us. Right, we need him. But a lot of us think we can go at it on our own, right? A lot of us don't want to give up control. I want to handle my life, God. This is my life. I know better than you. So just sort of stay off to the side and all... When I really need you, you know, when somebody's really sick, then I'll come to you. What else? To know Him. Right. To know Him, right? Where does the desire to know Him come from? Any thoughts on that? Holy Spirit. yeah. Right. That is really a gift from God. It's a grace from God that we even want to know Him that will even reach out for Him. So we can't, we can't uh, spurn that grace that He's given us, treat it trivially. What else? Very good. You guys are spot on.
1: Well, we said that He is our life.
0: He's our life. Where else? As Peter said, hey, you have the words of eternal life. Where else can I go? And we really realize when we see life from God's perspective and we f- view life in a, in light of eternity, He is all we have. He is our life. Yeah, Rick.
1: So yeah, starting this new semester, I'm always, um, at the end of the semester we do these things called uh, reviews where the people People, kids come in and freshman review, and sophomore review, and they say, uh, you know, why it is they think they're called to do what they do. And furthermore, we say if they don't get to it, we say, well, are you saved? And what is the gospel? And uh, inevitably they'll r- r- rattle off s- some scriptures, but they'll be like half of the scripture. And so one of the scriptures is, well, all things work for the good for good of those called according to mm-hmm. God's purpose. And i was thinking about this television commercial where they go into like this um, work body shop or no, a uh, brake shop and they say to the person, so are you good at brakes? Well, kind of. You, you wouldn't want someone to work on your car that was kind of good at brakes. And then if your wife said, how are you at being a, a dad or a father? You said, kind of. And are you seeking God? Kinda.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we tr- we would expect more of our break person, who's called according to God's purpose to be a break person, than, you know, so seeking after Him, that's the only way, and being in His Word, and mm-hmm. make it time for your spouse to be in, uh, you know, doing that right, for each right. other. It's got to be better than kinda. <laughs> right.
0: And that's what we're all moving towards. And we all go through seasons when we're better at it than other times. Mm-hmm but we're moving towards a consistency of our daily routine. It's like there's an intimacy, there's a oneness where we want to be before the Lord, where we don't like it when we're not. The last thing under why was because He's God. Again, when we truly realize, like we see in the scriptures, when somebody realizes that He's really God, the great I Am, I mean, they fall on their face, believers or not. You know, that's what it is. When you truly recognize and get a glimpse of who God is, we go. Alright, so, He's He's so loving and kind and patient with us, and He knows we don't start off with this great knowledge of who He is. But we are responsible to seek Him and continue to grow. How do we seek Him? Humbly. Humbly. Right. Again, sort of when we talk about seeking him it's really not on our own terms we think oh I can just show up and God's going to tell me what I need to know and now we go before him humbly saying thank you that we can come into your presence thank you that you've opened my eyes to know who you are thank you that you've put your spirit in me um, good, what else? you are doing a good job passing the test holy Holy, that's right. Why is holiness so important? Because he is holy. Because he's holy.
2: Yeah, he tells us to be holy as
0: I'm holy. Right. So if we're holding on to any sin, he's most likely going to put our attention on that sin and say, "Hey, you, got, you know, this is not right. It's not who you are. You will deal with this." You know, but if we're holding on to sin, we can't expect God to start to reveal Himself in other ways. He'll always target that one area in love and gently tell us, hey, this is where we gotta go. But he wants us to come, if we're holding on to sin, then again we're it's prideful saying, Hey, I got my own little way of God, I'll fit you in over here. But we need to be all open and say, Come on in. Good, what else? Well you just set it open. Open, submissive, right?
1: Open to what
0: God's mm-hmm. plan is. Right. We come in not with my demands, my will, my ways. We come in saying, "I'm yours. Use me for your glory. Whatever you say, I'm going to do. Good." We touched on the last two points, and faith. And faith. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. In Hebrews, it says, "And without faith, it's impossible to please God." because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Faith. We should anticipate and expect to hear from God. If you go in thinking, Oh, hey, you're not going to speak to me. Who am I? You know, I've sinned so many times. You no, know, we go with faith, and we see over and over how the Lord blesses faith. And if you don't have the faith, we pray for it. God, give me the faith. <coughs> so He doesn't want us doubting, in other words. Eh, I don't think God will really do this can he really do this so he, he wants us to come with faith and <clears throat> so.
1: I think last time was persistent
0: Right, we have to have an eagerness of persistence because he's going to ask us to persevere he doesn't the first time we go or the hundredth time necessarily show us what we want to hear Again, he's the boss. He's going to show us what he knows we need to hear, not what we want to hear. Okay? So, very good. You guys are awesome. Right on target here. So now, we're moving to the results. What are the results of seeking God? Again, this is something that could go on and on and on. Um, But we we try to narrow them down, the results of seeking God. Let's open up to... I just read it. Hebrews 11 6. Sorry. Yeah.
2: Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. That I completely forgot at the beginning. had um, a, a praise about a prayer request I had asked you yeah. guys to pray for earlier. Um, Marty Ponder, who was a soccer coach, I know, works at. at um, anyway, he had cancer, and I just found out last week that uh, he got the report he's now cancer free. The treatment worked.
0: Wonderful. <coughs> Fantastic. That's outstanding. Amazing what can happen.
1: Uh, Christie's
0: niece, who had the little baby who had been, they didn't think would do very well at all, is now cancer free. My father's getting better, so we praise God for that. Um, all right. He's good when he heals and when he doesn't heal, right? He's good. His ways are always perfect. All right. Uh, Hebrews 11. Six. Anybody have that? I just read it. So we're talking about the rewards, the results of seeking God. I'm sorry. What was the? Question? Hebrews eleven six.
2: And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him.
0: All right. So, what are these rewards? What are these rewards? And we're going to go into them. Um, Any thoughts from the top of your mind when you've sought the Lord before? What have been the rewards? Comfort? Peace? Peace? Why did you get peace?
2: Because when you seek God, especially in times of trouble, you realize that He's in control and... And he's his promises. He's promised never to leave us or forsake us, and it's just comforting. You know? Right. Yeah. So uh, you don't have to worry about it because you're <coughs> in heaven. What's good for you is taken. it Has, right. has got it under control.
0: Exactly. So, what Rob just said is exactly. I I don't. I think I said on on, on Facebook, but. Um, I'm sort of changing gears but it's all related what that process that is, is we're changing God's changing our thinking, we're changing our thinking and I sent out a, a Facebook post saying when I was praying about this, I really think that Christians are suffering a lot of these things because of the way we think but when we seek God he changes our mind to think, hey wait a minute, why am I worried God's in control of all of this He loves me. You're replacing anxiety, worry with the truth. And we, as believers, have to start thinking truth. We can't think the way the world thinks. We don't have to. He's given us the mind of Christ.
2: Jesus said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world.
0: Right. So as we seek God, he is in the process of changing our mind, our thoughts. And I put in here, you know, I I was... I was going to touch on it later, but, um, you know, I said, why aren't we experiencing the peace and the power? Could it be because of the way we're thinking, what we allow in our minds? We have to be very careful because the thoughts are always bombarding us. And what we choose to hold on to, if it's not truth, we have to reject it. And we've been given that capacity, right, to control our thoughts? You've been given the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus so our minds are very powerful. And we have to grab hold of the thoughts that are good and think on those and reject the thoughts that are not. But as we seek Him, the Spirit begins to change our thoughts and our minds, just as Rob described. And you, now what you said is now you're more God-centered. So instead of problem-centered, oh my gosh, I've got this huge problem, these huge worries, whatever it may be, health issues they shift to now being God-centered. So now I'm focused on how great God is, how loving and kind He is, His promises, He's perfect in all He does. You know, we're shifting, and then behind it comes the peace and the confidence. Like the
2: reverse of Peter taking his eyes off of Jesus when he's walking on the water. Exactly. He's he of he looking sank.
0: at the storm and he sinks. Um, So I said we become God-centered, and then we start desiring holiness in our life. We start seeing, oh gosh, I don't want that in my life. We want to live our lives for his (coughs) glory, not our ease, comfort, and pleasure. It's not about us. It becomes about him. God, glorify yourself. So then he reveals stuff in our life. um, but The Holy Spirit is there to enable us to overcome what he reveals. So it's not like the teacher says, oh, go do this, and you've got to figure out how to do it. He says, you need to do this, but I've given you the power of the Holy Spirit to do it. we just got to submit and get in line with it. Um, and that's freedom that most Christians don't have, unfortunately. We live this life in such bondage to worry, fear, anxiety, because we're not seeking God, letting Him change our thoughts, our minds, getting in the Word, let the Word of God be the truth, this is the truth. Think this way, think the way God thinks. And all of a sudden, we're starting to become free of all these things listed here. Because of the mind, the way we're thinking. So that's another, I mean, we're, we're talking about seeking God. But as, this is what happens when we seek God. He changes us. And then what's so important is this is a spillover onto our children. If we're going to allow these thoughts into our life, they're going to be allowed into your children's life. And the worry and the anxiety, the fear, the frustration, they're seeing it, they're learning it, they're learning the way the world thinks. Where if we switch it and say, you know what, God's in control of that teacher. God allowed that teacher to do that to you, that coach. How should we respond? What does the Bible say? What should we do? Just love that person. God's in control of him or her and he'll work it out. You see the difference? There's a, you can start thinking the way God thinks and it spills out onto your children or the way the world thinks or your feelings. Oh, I feel this way. I feel, feel. No, we go back to the truth. We live based on the truth. So there's a spillover onto our children and we have a great responsibility and the ability to really feed them with what's right and what's true. But it has to happen to us first. We can say it. If we don't do it, it's not going to have the power, the impact. Um, So uh, we are going to uh, be really focused. I want to alert you to that, what you're putting in your mind, because we do have control over it. It's a gift from God. The capacity, but it doesn't become a reality until we seek God and actually get in the Word. So the way we think is critical. So you find God. You found peace because he changed the way you thought about the situation. What else? When we, what are these rewards? And to me, that's a, that's a huge reward that I can live this life, majority of my time in peace without worry and anxiety, and I'm knowing that, Jesus. if I've stepped off the route, He's gonna correct me, and yeah, I don't like that feeling, and that is a, uh, but I'm gonna get in line with you. You're right, God. I'm getting back in line with you. That peace comes back, and mistakes I've made. He turns them into something good.
1: Um, wisdom and deliverance. Um, right. And one day, Robert and I will have to share of experience, but even giving me the wisdom that my own mother was coming after me mm-hmm. and deliverance when it seemed like everybody was after us. And yeah. God saved us.
0: So. Right. There's a, there's a protection, and you understand that he's guarding you. And will work in other people's hearts and minds and, and yours exactly. So there's guidance, direction, protection. Anything else? When we seek God, what are these rewards?
2: Well, forgiveness, righteousness.
0: Right. Absolutely. We start understanding that we are. That's the first truth. I have. I'm going to be sending out truths, hopefully, most times, once a week. But the first truth I put out there is that we are in Christ. And when we realize that we're in Christ, that there is now no condemnation, that we are totally forgiven, not only are we forgiven and just left there, he's made us righteous and holy. Right? He's justified us. These are big words, but you know, God is so good. But we realize these things when we start seeking him. What else?
1: Right. Just having his presence and him going before us because we've sought him first. Right. Is such a comfort when we yeah. struggle
0: with yeah. there's an intimacy that develops, absolutely. Very good. Which is better than anything the world can give. Is an intimacy with Christ. Um, isn't what a privilege, what a grace. The creator <coughs> allows us to come in and be one with him again a grace that we shouldn't spurn we should hunger and thirst for that anything else and we'll get into the specifics here i just wanted to get your guys' thoughts
3: lauren and i were having a conversation a few weeks ago about faith and uh, <coughs> across crosses you guys have probably read christianity yes Lewis. Lewis. he's got a couple chapters in there and uh I thought this was pretty good. If you don't mind, I just want to. No, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. So, you know, I think the reward practically, you know, on a day-to-day sense is just the the perspective. And uh, and I'll share a super ignorant decision that I made. uh, (laughs) uh, He says, now faith in the sense in which I'm here using the words is the art of holding on to the things your reason has once accepted in spite of your changing moods. For moods will change. Whatever view your reason takes, and I know that by experience. Now that I'm a Christian, I do have moods in which the whole thing looks very improbable. And when I was an atheist, I had moods in which Christianity looked terribly probable. This rebellion of your moods against your real self is going to come anyway. That is why faith is such a necessary virtue. Unless you teach your moods, quote-unquote, where they get off, you can never be either a sound Christian or even a sound atheist, but just a creature dithering to and fro with the beliefs really dependent on whether... Uh, uh, on, the, on the state of the weather and the state of its digestion. Consequently, one must change the habit of faith, and this is what I was getting to here. The first step is to recognize the fact that your moods change. The next is to make sure that if you have once accepted Christianity, then some of its main doctrines shall be deliberately held before your mind for some time every day. That's kind of the quiet times. That is why daily prayers and religious reading and church going are necessary parts of the Christian life. We have to be continually reminded of what we believe, Neither this belief nor any other will automatically remain alive in the mind. It must be fed. And as a matter of fact, if you examined 100 people who have lost their faith in Christianity, I wonder how many of them would have been reasoned out of it by honest argument. Do not most people simply drift away? And, you know, I I like that because it's just a simple, simplistic reminder. You know, we're humans in the flesh. Mm -hmm. We have our changing moods. We live in a fallen world. And, and I think practically for most of us, I think sometimes, you know, fighting the marriage or misbehaving kids or, you mm-hmm. know, health and things like that. And, mm-hmm. um, so earlier this last year, I, I was in the market for a vehicle, and, uh, and I took a risk on this truck. <laughs> I, I had had all these trucks I could have bought, could be driving down the road. I took a risk. And um, long story short, it was the absolute worst situation I could have done. It was a diesel engine. And... Um, uh, Finally, after months and months of troubleshooting and reading forums and trying to take it to local mechanics, I took it to a, a mechanic and he said the repair bill would be sixteen thousand three hundred dollars uh, to repair the truck uh, to drop a new engine and it would be over twenty and I was already out about ten hmm. and um, and so I was just sitting there you know and I was on my face prior to this day after day, in the basement, probably when I should have been working. His office is in the basement. That's why he was in the basement. Yeah, and, uh, just praying, you know, for my family's sake, Lord, I am an idiot. Please deliver me from this. And, uh, you know, I didn't receive any deliverance. Um, there, there was no deliverance at all, and I'm facing the consequences of that decision. And um, But just the perspective, uh, the eternal perspective that, you know, from the dust I came into the dust I'm going to go and, you know, um, you know, it kind of sounds a little morbid, but You know, no matter how bad it gets, I'm gonna die someday, and that's actually the best thing that can happen to me as a believer. Uh, And you know, here on on this side of it, um, all I can do is you know commit it and confess it, and not to make those decisions again, and and try to walk straight forward. And and, uh, man, I was sick, you know, uh, just thinking about even just the stress on my family for that. And Mm -hmm. um, and it's been good, and you know, we're gonna make it. And uh, but I think. I just think about what if I didn't have the scriptures or an eternal perspective uh, or um, and I don't think God owes me anything for that but he is going to see me through the suffering and it reminds mm-hmm. me of what Romans 8 says you know the whole creation groans together
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, for the redemption of our bodies and and, um, and for the return of the Lord and so mm-hmm. um, that, that was just uh, need to be able to experience peace in, right. in the midst of my absolute ignorance
0: Right, so, no deliverance yet on the vehicle, but, again, thinking more eternally and more what's happening to my inner man, my spirit, maybe God is teaching and training and growing you up through the pain and the hardship and the bad decisions.
3: Oh, He definitely is. And, you know, in James 1, um, we consider it joy when we face trials of many kinds and Shane's always beating himself up, saying, "Well, I brought this trial on myself." Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you might look at the journey begins or Grace Care and say these are people dealing with sins. Mm-hmm. Um, but God is going to use that. You know, and I think if yeah. I right now could quote many scriptures, that would prove that. Mm-hmm. But I also know it in my heart because mm-hmm. it's a life experience that we're not just not talking about something somebody did to you that's wrong, mm-hmm. um, something that God allowed in your life that's wrong. He is also. We can consider it joy, the sins in our lives, right. um, because uh, if he, if we belong to him,
1: he's gonna, he's gonna
3: refine that. Gonna right. it all. Yeah. So real quick, in this situation, um, you know, we're also trying to be good stewards with our finances, and I could have repaired it. You know, I, I, I have plenty of credit or whatever, but for me to get the truck back because of the intensity of digging into it, I, I would have had to pay the guy three thousand dollars <coughs> to get the truck back. So I asked him if he would buy it from me, and he said, I'll give you $200 and no bill. So I just signed the title over to him and ate the money that I owe on it. So it's his, and it's a shame because I know he's got all these spare parts. He's already driving the thing, and, uh, oh, man, it was such a...
0: I told him,
2: that guy's going to be telling that
0: story for Uh, the rest of his life. uh, That's (laughs) fine. Right. (coughs) Right. Worldly losses, but spiritual gain. Yeah, that's right. That's gold in heaven. So you don't, that lasts forever. You know, um, so yeah, and we all have made decisions. and We all have sinned and, and none of us are free. But like the woman we talked about who came to Jesus and, he, and the Pharisee was sitting there saying, hey, what's the deal? You know, don't you realize this lady, where she's been, what she's done? And then Jesus flips it and says, look, you're right, but she loves me more <laughs> because she's been forgiven so much. I mean, when we realize our sinfulness and God's love to come in and forgive us, man, that just catapults our love for Him rather than, oh, I've been perfect all my life, you know, uh, what do I need forgiven? There's a blessing in that too, just knowing the mercy and the grace of God that He'll come behind our mistakes. Yes, you're right, there are consequences. And the sting of sin, I hate it. I don't want to sin. I hate that sting. I want my children to learn that through my mistakes. But God will make it right. In the end, He'll make... he, He flips what we think is such a catastrophe and makes it something good so we that's again that's faith that's an eternal perspective that's the truth and that's the way we all need to think about our lives we can't wallow in oh my gosh i lost ten thousand dollars my family my family's never going to make it now you know all these things and they're like well wait a minute no it's not the way god is you know God will provide, we humble ourselves before and <coughs> He comes in and makes it right. So that's what I want all of us to think about in our lives is flipping the way we think from the world's way to the Word. Mm-hmm. We have to do that. So we have to be discerning what's going into our mind and when our feelings are off, we got to go by faith. And sometimes we can look, Well, why am I feeling this way? Well, because I'm me-focused. Because I'm not knowing God will provide for me. Whatever it may be, you know, that, that can be an alarm to know my mind's drifting when we feel anxious or worried. Um, and then we got to get right back <coughs> to the Word. And I tell you what, your kids will see this, and they'll learn from it, and then they can avoid the errors that we make. Um, so very good, absolutely. So the mind is critical um, as we go through this. So we'll start here, um, but back to um, back to Ephesians 11:6. 6. What does it mean to earnestly? Yeah. I mean Hebrews. What, Hebrews 11:6. 6, yeah. What does it mean to earnestly? It says earnestly. And then the next scriptures in Deuteronomy, but what does it mean to earnestly? He's the reward of those who earnestly seek him.
1: I think most Christians, those who seek him at all, um,
0: half-heartedly seek. Him. It's not earnest. Right. And I mean, you know. It's on my terms, right? It's not my whole heart coming before you. God, I want you, your way. It's like, I need my way. God, you bless me. I'm in charge. I need your help. But I'm in charge. Right. So, um, and really, that's what we talked about here. How to seek God. That's earnestly. We're seeking God. I can anticipate he's going to reward me. He gets to choose the rewards. Because he knows what's best. Right? He gets to pick. But I want him to pick. I want you to pick. And then if we turn to Deuteronomy, um, perhaps this is the greatest reward of all. If you turn to Deuteronomy 4 and read verse 29, this is Moses talking, but if you turn to Deuteronomy 4, he's saying, you know, basically he's saying, I know you guys are going to turn away from the Lord, unfortunately. And then in verse uh I'll, I'll read it in 20. he says, verse 28 says, There you will worship man-made gods of wood and stone, which cannot see or hear, or eat or smell. How many of us are doing that? Worshiping the things of the world. i got to have this. i got to do this. But, if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find Him. If you look for Him with all your heart and with all your soul. So that's earnestly, right? With all your heart, with all your soul. Seek the Lord your God. You will find Him. To me, the greatest reward is we get God. Again, He's in no obligation to show us Himself, to give us Himself. But when we seek Him earnestly, wholeheartedly, we're going to find God. What does that mean to you? To find God. Just words on a page. What does it mean to find God? God. Have that relationship, the closeness. There's going to be a closeness. And when you say closeness, what does that mean? A closeness. Just, I know what you're saying, but give me more.
2: Living with him, living in his
0: will. Living with him, living in his will. Be like
2: Enoch.
0: Yeah. Enoch was close. Right. Enoch walked with God, didn't he? Right. So every day you're in fellowship, a constant communion. Good. Good. Excellent.
2: Know him and know
0: well. Right, he starts showing himself to you, to With who he really character. is, right, he starts revealing himself to you, um, and one of the first things I will say that he will reveal to you, um, Leviticus 10.3, Leviticus 10.3, so you're going to find God, some people are afraid of God, right, They don't want to find them, but if you go to Leviticus ten three, so this is the death of Nadab and Abihu. Abihu. Uh,
2: uh,
0: That's right. So Leviticus ten three. Anybody have that?
2: And Moses said to Aaron. This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I, will re- I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace.
0: Right, so those who come to me, he's going to show himself holy. Okay? So the Lord will show himself holy as we approach him. This is what we say. We find God. We find his character. We find him holy. And also... And Back to Deuteronomy, uh, for if you go on there, he says, When you are in distress and all these things happen to you, then in in later days you will return to the Lord, for the Lord your God, and obey Him. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not abandon or destroy you or forget the covenant. We start seeing His mercy, His faithfulness. We find God. We find His character. we, We find out who He really is. He's so merciful, slow to anger, forgiving. Loving yet just. And there's many scriptures that talk about that. What does it mean we talked about to earnestly seek Him and to seek Him with all your soul, heart and soul? Are we doing that? What does it mean to earnestly seek Him? Really, if you look at your life, what does that mean for you? To say, I'm earnestly seeking God. I'm seeking Him with all my heart and all my soul. What does that mean? Not kind of. Not the kind of. Not the commercial, huh? It kind of, there's one, there's a doctor too. Isn't that the one I was laughing at? You done the surgery or something yeah. before? Or you know what you're doing? Uh, kind of. <laughs> uh, right, it's not kind of, you're all in. So what? what's keeping us, as I ask every week, why aren't we all in? Why aren't we earnestly seeking him? Why aren't we seeking him with all our heart and soul? Because that's, you know, we might be just getting crumbs, but God wants to give us the whole meal. He wants us all in. Why aren't we all in? I
2: think sometimes we're just scared of what he's going to require of us if we go all in.
0: I'm going to have to go to Africa and live in a hut or suffer. What? You know, yeah, absolutely. People will think all kinds of things. If I go all in, if I give my life to God, what is he going to require of me? He's going to take my health away, take my money away. What's he going to do? That's not the God we serve. That's a lie from Satan. If we go all in, he's got blessings—eternal blessings and temporal blessings—that'll be poured out onto our families, spouses. Yes, Rick. I can't remember the address off the my head in the Bible,
1: but um, the hope—hope hope that doesn't disappoint—is at the end of a long th- line of things. That's starts with, we should rejoice in our suffering, for suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character, hope, hope that doesn't disappoint. Right. That's what we're afraid. The first part of that is talk, maybe. Right.
0: Right. And he's going to ask us to persevere, as we said. He's going to ask us to persevere. Very good. What else? So we're afraid of what we'll find on the other side, afraid of the requirements. Why else aren't we seeking seeking God earnestly, wholeheartedly. Any other thoughts?
2: Guilt.
0: Guilt. We think the Lord's holding something against, against us. We've done something wrong. There's a barrier. And that's false guilt. Okay, that's, the devil puts that in our mind, that false guilt. Because we know, again, replacing it with the truth... We're no longer guilty. Everything I've done has been forgiven. And it will no longer be held against me. It will no longer be brought up against me. In the mind of God, who's the judge, He's forgiven me. I'm no longer guilty. But right, we're afraid. It's like if I steal somebody's watch sitting up here and I see that person, they may have forgiven me. But every time I see him, I'm like, oh, God. You know, we we can't be that way with God. He's forgiven us. We can approach Him no matter what we've done
1: actually it's, I, when I did teach that when I taught last in here I was getting towards this there's two poles there's like the Pharisees like we've been talking about which is pride we don't seek God with pride but then there's the other pole we feel guilty and so mm-hmm. that seeking God humbly is <coughs> right in the middle humbly receiving Jesus' gift that there's no longer any condemnation and humbly seeking that now that we have his gift and we can do what we're called to do, that we don't say, yeah, I've got it from here. Right. Th- thanks for getting me here. Now I've got right. it.
0: Right, I can here. take it from here, yeah. <clears throat> Good. What else? Any other thoughts? Why? If you think of your daily you are you just too busy? I would say, man, I'm just too busy. I don't have enough time. If he's really a priority, if I really believe I truly need him, that's why sufferings are also good and trials, because you know we finally f- throw up the white flag and say, "Hey, I need you." So it forces us to Him. So anything that drives us to God is good, right? That in and of itself, I'm being driven to God. And if I'm driven and I come humbly, holy, submissive, I mean, the power of God will work in us, and that's His promise. So time is what we're going to hear a lot, and I would say time would be for me too. But then I have to really say, you know what, I'm not, he's not my priority. Something else is. And then I may have to get rid of something. I may have to get rid of a television program. I may have to get rid of fantasy football or whatever it may be to, to say, you know what, God's my priority. That time I spend on Facebook, I'm going to spend with Jesus. You know? So, um, all right. Any other thoughts? why we don't earnestly seek Him, seek Him with all our... I said we can't haphazardly seek God with a heart that's not surrendered. We can't expect Him to reveal Himself with that mindset and us to receive the benefits. It's not on our terms. Um, Good. I'll stop there and we'll end in prayer. Anybody want to pray for us? The group? Prayers? Anybody? I can close in prayer too if there's no takers. I'll, I'll close this. Um. <clears throat> <clears throat> Father, we come before you humbly knowing, Father, your, in your absolute holiness you reached out for us on the cross. You gave up everything, Lord, for us. I know you're waiting with open arms for us to seek you earnestly with our whole heart. God, forgive us for being lackadaisical, haphazard, undisciplined. With you, the great I Am. Lord, restore us. Give us a deep hunger and thirst for you do what it takes to get us on our knees before you to be ready to be changed to be molded to be used for you and your service for your glory Lord and I pray for the light God. I pray that there would be an intense desire amongst the group for you an intense desire to know who you are to live holy for you to be set apart for your work I pray for our children, Lord, that they would have a spirit of obedience, that they too would have hunger for you, that they would ask questions. God, that they would keep us accountable so that you would raise up a group of people here in the light at Heritage, your church in general, Father, that would represent you, would be undeniable that you are God you're good, that you're loving and so wanting of all. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. We'll see you next week. Barring any weather.